Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Well, it's time for the weekend update as far as the weather is concerned. One of the big questions we're going to ask and answer is the fever broken? Has the severe thunderstorms, has the bad weather in the eastern states in the Ohio Valley, is it finally on the wane? So that's something we're going to talk about as well. This is Weather Insider for Friday, May 31st. We are at episode number 65. I'm Evan Myers, and I am joined by Brett Anderson. And, Brett, let's talk about that first question, and that is, we have a break, at least in the mid-Atlantic states or part of the mid-Atlantic states and the Ohio Valley for Friday. Some severe weather, though, in the Carolinas late Friday. But over the weekend, let's point to the weekend. Is it finally going to dry out in those places? I know the answer already. No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that answer. Um, but I will say uh, I think we're most areas, at least in the northeast, are, are going to come away dry on Saturday. But we do have another front coming in. Uh, Saturday night into Sunday, and it looks like that's going to bring another round of showers and heavy thunderstorms to the region during the time. But probably not as severe as what we saw earlier in the week. Probably not. We're not expecting widespread severe weather out of this, though there could be some locally heavier storms. And again, the ground is saturated. It's not going to take a lot of rain to cause flash flooding. You know, I know if you drive through places like central Pennsylvania, southeastern Pennsylvania, Virginia, parts of New York State, and you look at folks' lawns, the grass is very high for two reasons. One is because it's rained so much and it's growing like crazy. But two, people haven't been able to get to their lawns and mow them because every time you, if you've ever tried to mow a wet lawn, Never. it is really Avoid bad. It. It's tough. <laughs> it's tough. You got these big clumps of grass that stick to the lawnmower that go spitting out all over the place. So it's kind of a catch 22. And talking about getting into a lawn, there's an even bigger area. It's a field. And we know that farmers. Uh, are having a really tough time. We talked about this somewhat yesterday, and we have even more information, as we promised we would today, about places from the Dakotas over into the Ohio, down the Mississippi Valley and over into the Ohio Valley, and how tough it's been to get into these fields, for, for especially for corn and soybeans. This is the nation's breadbasket. And uh, in some places, by the fall, there there isn't going to be any bread because some some crops aren't going to be grown, and right. there won't be any cake either to eat. Oh, not a good thing. Uh, I will say there is there are signs for a drier pattern from North Dakota to Michigan, but it still looks like we're going to be dealing with rounds of heavier rainfall once again, Iowa through Kentucky. So kind of a split decision there. One thing I will say, finding out information more on the corn situation, uh, corn needs to be planted probably in the next seven to 10 days or it's not gonna be planted. So that's a concern there. Soybeans, not so much. Soybeans, we have until the end of June. So I think we'll be okay there. It's really interesting, Brett. We have a couple of stories on AccuWeather.com uh, with direct folks to that. Uh, one of the stories uh, quotes the fact that uh, AccuWeather is now predicting that the corn yield 
will be a significant 9% lower than the earlier uh, USDA uh, Department of U.S. Department of Agriculture estimate. Uh, USDA predicted uh, almost 15 million, a billion, billion bushels of uh, of corn. Bushels are things I I remember learning about that in like fourth and fifth grade. Like what's a bushel and a peck and all that kind of stuff. But I don't remember anymore. But it's a lot. Let me put it that way. But the the USDA predicted almost 15 billion bushels uh, last year was 14.3, but uh, AccuWeather's analysis that we just released, uh, 13.6 billion bushels. That's significantly lower, and the projected soybean loss uh, is somewhat lower, but it's still no- noteworthy. So um, it, it, it's, it's – I, I want to quote Jason Nichols, AccuWeather senior meteorologist. Okay. He, he said – this is a direct quote. Part of the reason we've increased the losses is because it's been a slow go, as, as you just mentioned, yeah. Brett. And, and uh, picking up on that quote, and the fields – that haven't been planted are probably the ones that are the lower-lying fields, and those are obviously the ones that are uh, slower to dry out. And as you just mentioned, if if they don't get planted soon, some of the farmers are just not going to plant at all. Yeah, and they'll take the insurance money. Well, it, it just isn't worth it because right. the cost of seed, the cost of harvesting— with the yield so low uh, that a lot of those uh, will not get uh, much of a yield at all. It, they can't make – they're going to have big losses in money, uh, even with the insurance. It, it's not going to be a pretty situation. And then, as we talked about yesterday, the geopolitical implications of some of the trade wars that are going on and so on. I, I We're not going to get involved in that because I don't think anybody knows what the implications of that will be. Uh, but uh, that though all these things are combined in, a, in kind of a, a stew here – uh, I think consumers are going to be paying through the nose come the fall for some of these, for corn and soybeans and some of these grains. Buy your cereal now, right, if it, if it keeps. If it keeps, right. That's, that's the question. So can, can, you give any, can you give us some hope? I mean, is, is, is it going to dry out that much that over the next couple of weeks? I know you talked a yeah. little bit about that, so that at least some of this can get planted, so that at least we can – save what we're predicting because if in fact there's more rain this could be get worse yeah i don't again i'm not too optimistic about the central and southern plains uh lower mississippi valley but again northern plains upper midwest again as we get through into june i do think we'll see more of a drier west to northwesterly flow dominating so again still yeah we'll see some thunderstorms from time to time but much more normal type of pattern there's another area, another something we want to talk about uh, for the weekend, and that is there's significant forest fires in, in western Canada. Uh, yeah. This is something that over the last decade or so we've seen several times. And with that northwesterly flow you just mentioned, that smoke is being directed into the U.S. Yeah, we woke up. I woke up this morning, and uh, you know I've been following this uh, smoke uh, since the uh, past couple of days, and uh, I was uh, that looks like smoke in the sky this morning, and lo and behold, it was. Smoke uh, can travel very far when it gets high up in the atmosphere, and so it's made all the way into the northeastern United States. So if you look up in the sky, especially in the morning and evening, uh, it's a milky color. The sun is a little bit hazy, and sunsets and sunrises actually are going to be quite pretty, very bright red. So the smoke is uh, mainly uh, focused in hundreds of thousands of acres or more near Edmonton, and then it comes down uh, from the northwest into uh, into the U.S., into the Dakotas and Minnesota and Wisconsin, as you said, across yep. the lakes and into the northeastern states. How long is that going to continue? What's causing that? 
Uh, again, large wildfires starting way too early in the season, and uh, again, we're predicting. But it's so a, wet in the northern plains. What's going on? Why is it so dry up there? <laughs> well, we're talking uh, parts of western Canada where it's been very dry and warm, and that's where the fires are. Smoke travels high in the atmosphere and just spreads south or eastward uh, through the northern prairies into uh, much of the uh, eastern half of the country here. So I don't see too much change in this uh, over the next several months. It actually could get worse. So uh, plenty of uh, red sunsets uh, for folks in the United States. But up in Canada, poor air quality. Um, and actually some of the smoke has gotten so dense, we're seeing ash on car tops in the Edmonton wow, area. That's so that's not a good thing up there. That's amazing. I guess what you're saying is if it's wet someplace, it's got to be dry someplace else. It's got to be dry, and that's usually the case. That's and, how it works. And a lot of times when you get a, a, a one extreme, you get another extreme because what we're talking about is the wavelength of high amplitude. So if you can think of uh, what what it means is like a seesaw. If, if it's kind of just neutral, there's no you're not high or low on it. But if one part of the seesaw goes low, the other, the other part goes, goes high. real high, and, right. that's, what, that's, and, that, exactly and right. that's what's happening here. So what we want to make sure everybody has a great weekend, a safe weekend. Uh, enjoy, enjoy the weather that you've got because it's only the weather you, only weather you have. And uh, we'll be back on the other side of the weekend uh, and uh, take a look and see how much things have dried out and whether or not we can uh, make, make hay while the sun shines. Hopefully we can get some of that sun and, and get into those fields and get that planted. So uh, have a great weekend, everybody. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.